0: Hello and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast that returns every seven years to haunt your iPhone. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. If you're only seeing new episodes once every seven years, there is something deeply broken with your podcast app. Yes, it's full of spirits. Or you need to hit the subscribe button already. Does AppleCare cover exorcisms? first two years i think <laughs> boy that was a lot of punchlines jammed into a single cold open you can tell <laughs> were you making up for not chopped not having any in the last several. <laughs> that was mean i'm sorry i have oh, to send you this this cake that chrissy tegan posted um it's actually a tiktok that she reposted whatever it's cute Watch i've it. seen this the ghosts so yes. cute ah Well, we're... Uh, I feel like I'm almost certain I saw this and thought I should send this to Emily and tell her to make it. (laughs) It actually doesn't look that hard to make. Black frosting is kind of a pain in the ass, but... Yeah. um, I would not want to deal with any of that, but... I made black frosting once for the Haunted Mansion cake that I made for myself for my 23rd birthday, because... Does that, like, stain the hell out of your teeth? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, on my 21st birthday, I I went out. I drank the entire day. Um and then my roommate and I were walking home um and we passed a Fred Meyer and being a a drunk girl, I desperately needed to pee. So we went into the Fred Meyer, all of that, and then I passed the bakery section on my way out and there was a cake, like a little personal size cake decorated to look like a bee. And uh-huh. I was I needed it. <laughs> so I bought it, took it home, ate half of it, woke up the next morning, um, sick because I was... Sugar hangovers don't go well together, yes. Exactly. So I puked, and it was black. Oh, my God. And oh, I'd, no. I had forgotten about the cake. Oh, no. So I, like, go out to, like, tell my also hungover roommate, and she just, like, stared at me from within the blanket that she had wrapped herself in and just, like, pointed at the table where there was a half-eaten bee cake. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to ring in your 21st year on this planet. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of two times I've been sick from drinking. The other time was after a uh, former host of the show, Ryan's t- 22nd birthday, when I was doing um, vodka shots with five-hour energy chasers. Uh, anyway. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, as long as we're talking about things that will kill you. As long as we're talking about things that are old. <laughs> I wanted to do an episode about haunted Irish castles, so that's what we're doing today. Are you going to talk about this, the one from the film High Spirits? Yes. What? Um, no. Oh. I don't know what castle that is. I have seen the movie High Spirits. You've made me watch of it. Of course. It's a requirement. I don't think it's a, a specific castle, and if it is, who knows? Actually, if I'm not mistaken, the castle they shot it in was so run down that, like, they had to build a roof on it. I'm, now I'm curious. I just curious. Uh, to see. Dromore Castle. In, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely not. No idea where that is. It's um, ruins. But it... Yeah. Well, (laughs) most of them are. So um, my sources for this are, of course, various Wikipedia articles, um, a website called Spirited Isle, which I will be using for my next uh, for the next time I plan a trip to Ireland because it's just got a list of all the haunted places in Ireland. Um, I also got some stuff from Ireland before you die in the Irish times. And then I will list additional sources as they come up, but those are the ones I use the most. I mean, technically if it's a list of haunted places, it could also be Ireland after you die. <laughs> yes. Correct. Um, I also want to give just a quick content warning here up at the top. Um, this is a podcast about ghosts and hauntings, and therefore it will talk about death, specifically uh death of both, uh, both adults and children, uh, Various violence, murder, and uh, sexual assault. So you have been for <laughs> Making me look like an asshole for putting no such warning before our Japanese ghost episode. See, I got about halfway through and I was like, one particular story, which actually we're going to get to here fairly right up at the top. And I was like, oh, this is bad stuff. This is just a lot of really grim stuff right in a row. Uh, So, yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way. Can you imagine listening so I have to this podcast and being like, oh, no, they're going to talk about ghosts? That's too scary. I will say the ghosts are the least scary part of this whole thing. The real monsters are the humans. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah that's usually how it goes. Okay, so I've got seven haunted Irish castles for you. We're going to start with Lep Castle in County Offaly, which is like, this is the, the, the big famous haunted castle in Ireland. Um, it is on every single list of haunted houses in Ireland. Physically big, big by reputation. I mean, it is a castle. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so, Lep Castle is located in the town of Cool in County Offaly. And it is arguably, as I said, one of Ireland's most famous haunted castles. Uh, its own website boasts that it is the most haunted castle in the world. Uh, and that's actually one of my additional sources for this one is lepcastle.net. And Lep is spelled L E A P. I'm sure it's packed to the rafters with ghosts, but of course they're going to claim it's one of the most haunted (laughs) castles in Ireland. See, well, I guess they do kind of offer tours. and I've noticed this, like, there's definitely a trend of, like, places where you want tourists to be, you are apt to boast that it is haunted. In this case, it is a private residence. They do give, like, tours. You can arrange tours. But this is not really the case with Lap Castle. Okay, like they're not trying to bring in a steady stream of tourist dollars, surprisingly. Maybe in the future. They're still renovating it, but (laughs) we'll get to that. So documentation is thin, but Lep Castle is believed to have been built in the early 1500s by the O'Carroll clan. Uh, And they controlled Lep through most of the 16th and into the 17th century. They were known to be particularly fierce and brutal, often employing mercenaries to take care of their enemies. They outsourced uh, some of that work. So once the job was done, uh, the mercenaries would be invited back to lab for a celebratory feast. And by celebratory, I mean all the food was poisoned and it usually ended with everybody's throat being cut. Was it sponsored by the same people who put on the Red Wedding? Why? Because they were mean folks, I guess. I don't know. This is also, I'm going to just go ahead and say like. For all of these, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to tell... I'm not going to try and dig into, like, what historically actually happened. I'm going to be telling you the legend. So take it all with a grain of salt. The cleanup! It also doesn't seem very efficient, like... No! It's a lot of work. Uh, anyway, so following the death of family patriarch the Great Mulrooney in 1532... <laughs> Is he also a magician? It's a great name, honestly. Uh, Leadership of the clan was contested between Mulrooney's three sons, one of which was a priest. Uh, So while saying mass for some of the family at Lep, uh, one of the priest's rival brothers burst into the castle's chapel, angered that he had started mass without him. Uh, He then slaughtered his brother, running him through with a sword right there on the altar. Ever since uh. the chapel has been known as the Bloody Chapel and the spirit of the priest has been known to lurk there or either in the chapel or kind of on the stairs leading to the chapel. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> that seems pretty rude. I'd also be pissed. So whether or not this story is true or not, the O'Carrolls do have a very well-documented history of murdering and being murdered. <laughs> you, like, go to the Wikipedia art- article and they're, like, giving you the, like, rundown of the family. Or art- No, not the Wikipedia article. This is actually dot net. They are going through kind of, like, the genealogy and, like, this guy was leader of the clan, and then he got murdered, and then his son took over, and then his son murdered this guy because he killed the dad, and <laughs> like it's just it's a lot of that. It it sounds a lot like um <clears throat> in the the movie version of Stardust at least, where all the brothers are just straight up killing each other. Very much so. It feels a lot like being that. encouraged to do so by their father. Uh so in 1659, Oliver Cromwell's forces captured Lep, and the Darby family took to a took control of the castle and remained in control there until it was burnt to an empty shell during the Irish Civil War in 1922. That Oliver Cromwell? Yeah. And I actually, I want to talk about Oliver Cromwell for like just a second, because he's going to come up about 87 times in this episode. Yeah, because he ruins things. (laughs) Yeah, he's bad. Uh, So I want to give like the briefest of context of who Oliver Cromwell was in case anyone like doesn't know. And I... Was aware of Oliver Cromwell, but like didn't even know the specifics. Yeah, he top of Yeah, he came up for about thirty seconds in our Christmas Carols episode. Yeah, uh, so Oliver Cromwell was a member of the English Parliament, and he led armies of the Parliament of England against King Charles I during the English Civil War. So he was also one of fifty-nine men who signed a death warrant for Charles I, who was la- who would later be executed. Um, and then for a while. Uh, Cromwell served as Lord Protector of the Commonwealth of England, Scotland, and Ireland. Um, So around the same time all of that was happening over kind of in England, he also led a particularly brutal invasion of Ireland in like 1649 and 1650, uh, which led to hundreds and thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of civilian casualties. He is not a super popular figure in Ireland (laughs) for obvious reasons. Um. Who's also very anti-Catholic, which didn't help cotton anything, really. No. Um, so he died of natural causes in 1658. This resulted in a whole power vacuum within the Commonwealth that would eventually lead to the reinstatement of the monarchy under Charles II in 1660. So that's what Cromwell was up to. <laughs> yeah. He- We're going to pivot. He'll, he'll come up again later. This has nothing to do specifically with Lovecastle other than that was who Oliver Cromwell was. <laughs> He will come up again. Yeah, he's like the modern day Pliny the Elder. Yeah. Uh so the last Darby to hold the castle, they were the ones who took over after Cromwell, uh, was Jonathan Charles Darby, um, whose wife Mildred was fairly known was a fairly well known writer of Gothic novels. Elliot. yeah. Uh, she held regular seances in the castle and seemed to be the primary source for pretty much all of the castle's ghost stories. I fucking love historical goth women. <laughs> she seems very cool. Uh, so in December 1908, she wrote to the journal Occult Review describing a particularly horrifying encounter uh, that took place inside Lab Castle, a creature that her spooky goth friends would later dub the Elemental. Oh, God. Uh, so I'm just going to read a quick excerpt, excerpt here from what she wrote. Occult Review sounds like, like Yelp, but for ghosts, like <laughs> zero stars, not enough booze. <laughs> this was a stupid ghost. <laughs> not even full bodied two out of five so she wrote i cannot describe in words how utterly awful the thing was it's very undefinableness rendering the horrible shadow more gruesome cuban in shape a little shorter than i am i could just make out the shape of big black holes like great eyes and sharp features but the whole figurehead face and hands was all gray unclean bluish gray something of the color and appearance of common cotton wool gross the thing was a yeah, it's it's very unpleasant it's about to get worse. Uh, the thing was about the size of a sheep, thin, gaunt and shadowy in parts. Its face was human or to be more accurate, inhuman in its vileness, with large holes of blackness for eyes, loose slobbery lips and a thick saliva dripping jaw, sloping back suddenly into its neck. The nose it had sheep. none. <laughs> Only spreading cancers cavities, the whole face being a uniform tint of gray. This, too, was the color of the dark, coarse hair covering its head, neck, and body. Its forearms were thickly coated with the same hair. So were its paws, large, loose, and hand-shaped. And sat on its hind legs. One hand or paw was raised, and a claw-like figure was extended ready to scratch the paint. Its lusterless eyes, which seemed half decomposed and looked incredibly foul, stared into mine, and the horrible smell which had before offended my nostrils, only a hundred times intensified, came up to my face, filling me with a deadly nausea. So, damn. um, <laughs> She wrote gothic- You can tell she uh, wrote gothic novels, huh? Yeah, I was gonna say that, like, it sounds like she saw a ghoul and then she got um prosy with it. Yeah. This is like the- You'll hear about the Elemental a lot when you, like, look into Lap and, like, in articles about it. I don't know if anyone has ever seen it ever again, but... I feel like uh, we would It sounds heard. unpleasant, and I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Uh, so, after the Irish Civil War, the ruins of the castle remained abandoned until seven, 1974, when it was purchased by an Australian historian who began restorations on the site. Uh, it was during these renovations that workers found an Ubliat which is a basement dungeon accessible only through a hatch in a castle floor. Is that what that is? Yeah. I've heard the word before, but... Huh. At the bottom of the Oubliette, they found absolutely too many skeletons, <laughs> all piled up at the bottom, impaled on wooden spikes in the floor. I was going to ask what too many skeletons is, but the fact that you said pile, it's more than two. Um, Yeah, they're not specific on the number, but it is said all together it took three cartloads to remove all the bones. Jesus. I, yeah, because... That's why I say too many. I would say that one skeleton's too many, but clearly they have a different definition of how many too many <laughs> ske- skeletons is. Yeah. Uh, it is speculated that the O'Carrolls would drop their enemies through a trap floor mm. trap door to be impaled on the spikes eight feet below. Uh, it's likely the Darbys may have used this particular trick as well, as a pocket watch found amongst the bodies was dated to the mid-1800s. Oh my god, that's too late to be just murdering people. You would think... I mean, it's always too early, but... I can also see it's totally possible as, you know, maybe accidentally someone dropped their watch through a grate or something, but... I mean, you would hope, but (laughs) I think after, uh, let's say, the early 1700s, like, you can't just murder people in your castle, you know? Yeah. 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 It's not great. Anything after that is just straight-up murder and not, like, castle maintenance. <laughs> uh, so there are a number of other ghost stories running Lep Castle. Besides the Bloody Chapel and the Elemental, there's the ghost of the Red Lady, uh, who supposedly has been sighted for centuries. Uh, this is the trigger warning story. Oh, God. So as the story goes, she was the ghost of a woman captured and raped by one of the O'Carroll clan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman became pregnant, and upon delivering the baby, um, there are two stories. Either she was forced to watch... As the O'Carrolls murdered her child, or she cut the child's throat herself. Both equally bad. Yeah. Uh, The end result was the same. With the baby dead, the red lady ended her own life with the same blade. Uh, And she is said to roam the castle in a long red dress, always holding a dagger. Not something I would want to stumble upon in the middle of the night. I mean, we're just lucky that she didn't die in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She is apparently not the only woman to have been assaulted by the... I mean, I would assume so. Uh, but others have cited the apparition of a terrified woman wearing very little clothing, as they have described. Uh, she often screams twice before disappearing into thin air. Hmm. Interesting. Hate it. Uh, sorry, go ahead. know. I, I just hate the concept. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, like any good haunted castle, Lep also plays host to the spirits of two spooky ghost girls. They are named Emily and Charlotte, and they are believed to have lived on the estate sometime in the 17th century. Yeah, no, that checks out. I think all castles just come with two ghost children. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, it's believed that Emily died at the age of 11 after falling from the castle's battlements, so visitors to Lep will sometimes catch sight of a small girl falling from some great height, uh, only to disappear before she can hit the ground. Uh, Charlotte, meanwhile, is often cited dragging a deformed leg behind her. Oof. Uh, and they are sometimes accompanied by the ghost of a governess. You know, I don't like any of that. That all sucks. Uh, so while the castle, as I mentioned, has been privately owned by the Ryan family since 1991, they do offer private tours of lap if you are interested in visiting. I mean, with the inhabitants that you have described, I don't necessarily know if that's on the top of my list. I mean, I would go there in a heartbeat. There's, uh, after writing this episode, I think there's a non-zero chance I go back to Ireland within the next, like, three years. I always assume that you're planning a trip <sighs> someday. Just perpetually. Our next castle uh, is Dunluce Castle <laughs> in County Antrim, uh, and this is one I've actually been to, so I'm excited about this one. Um, additional sources for this one were Hidden Dublin Tours, just a website. They're all all my sources are like weird travel blogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once you get into regional ghost stories, that's kind of what you're left with. Yep. Yeah. And also, like I said, I wasn't interested in finding the true history, so well, no. Uh, So, Dunluce Castle is a medieval ruin outside of Bushmills in County Antrim. If you recognize the name Bushmills, it's very good whiskey. Mm. Uh, So, it's actually up in Northern Ireland. It's a popular stop for tours on the way to the Giant's Causeway, which is when I saw it. It was part of a whole, our group took like a kind of a northern coast tour. So, we went, started from Belfast. We went to like Dunluce and like Carrica Reed, which is like a rope bridge. No thanks. Which is terrifying. And then like Giant's Causeway and all of that. What is that? Giant's Causeway? Yeah. It's, um, so it's this area on the coast and it's got big kind of tall cliffs, but like along the beach, there are these hexagonal shaped column rocks. It's just like a weird natural phenomenon. Huh. Google pictures of it. They're all really cool. It's really hard to explain, but basically it's just like the coastline formed in such a way that there's like just hills of these crazy, like they're probably six inches across Oh, damn, that's nuts. Yeah, no, it's very cool. Um, we visited it on a day it was raining, and they were very slippery, and I felt like I was going to die. But it's very scenic and beautiful. So, Dunluce is accessible only by a single bridge, which is perched on the edge. So, it's perched on the edge of a basalt outcropping. So, it's 100 feet above the sea with steep cliffs on every side. Great place to build the castle. Uh, it was used as a filming location for Game of Thrones. It was the island of Pike. Ah, Okay. With a, I imagine uh, some generous CGI. Just a it's, little. It's very dramatic. I will obviously include pictures of all these castles in the slideshow. But it's like right on the edge of the cliff. It's super dramatic. But I think they like made it slightly more dramatic. Of course, for Game of Thrones, everything had to be made more dramatic for Game of Thrones. The book had to be made more dramatic for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Uh, so the first castle at Dunluce was built sometime in the 13th century. Um, it was later controlled by the Macquillan family beginning around 1513, or at least that's the earliest, like, we can document that. Uh, and it's from this era that we get our first ghost story about the castle. So the daughter of Lord Macquillan um, was a strong-willed, and independent woman named Maeve, and she had fallen in, lo- fallen in love with an officer in her father's army named Reginal- Reginald Reginald Right from the start, this is not going to end well. It never does. It's a ghost story. By default, it ends with dead people. (laughs) Uh, So dear old Reggie, alas, was not a man of particularly high rank. And when Lauren McCoolin learned about their secret love affair, he was furious. And of course, as punishment, he locked his daughter in a tower on the northeast corner of the castle. Because clearly that has always worked. It's never failed. Uh, Undeterred. Reggie set out to rescue Maeve by scaling the wall of the tower and climbing back down with Maeve on his back. They made for the nearest beach where a rowboat was waiting and may have actually managed to escape if it wasn't for the terrible storm that rolled in, just as they were too far from shore to make it back safely. So their boat and their bodies were dashed upon the rocks just below the castle of Dunluce. Maeve is believed to still haunt the castle, and it is said that on stormy nights you can hear her wailing from the tower that she once occupied. And that's why you always leave a note. Another tragedy to befall the castle happened just a century later, or maybe it wouldn't. Uh, the story itself is disputed, but I was told this story when we were touring the castle, so I'm going to tell it. Um, it's a little gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> so, on another wild, stormy night at Dunluce Castle, which never seems to end well, uh, the staff was preparing for an upcoming feast. Um, and it is said that the cliffside just beneath the kitchen crumpled into the sea, bringing the kitchen with it uh so many of the servants and cooks just fell a hundred feet into the sea oh what a nightmare <laughs> the only survivor being a kitchen boy who was standing in like the one corner of the kitchen <laughs> that didn't collapse which can you even imagine <laughs> i try not to uh so much like mave it is believed that you can hear the servants cries on stormy nights um uh, there's also been reports of an english army captain stalking the halls he is believed to have been hanged inside the castle. Why would you do that inside? That's an outdoor activity. (laughs) That's a great question. If you're doing it publicly, if it's like a private matter, then like, yeah. It could also be like by inside the castle. You know kind of how castles, they have like the towers and the buildings, but they usually have some sort of courtyard. Oh, yeah. Which technically counts as like inside the castle, but is like an open air space. Okay. Yeah, that is where a lot of hangings happen. Yeah. Yeah. Our next castle is Kilke Castle. And this is northwest of Castle Dermot in County Kildare, and it was constructed in1180. Yeah, that's how I'm going to say that <laughs> I don't know how else you would say it. <laughs> um, it is a long-time ta- long stronghold of the Fitzgerald dynasty. Uh, so it is also one of England, Ireland's oldest inhabited castles. It has actually been operating as a hotel, resort and golf course since the 1960s. So you can stay there. I could re- reenact high spirits. It's a haunted exactly. Irish castle that's a hotel. So the most famous resident of the castle was Gerald Fitzgerald. <laughs> There's so many great names. Uh, he was the 11th Earl of Kildare, but he was more popularly known as the Wizard Earl. Not Jerry Fitzgerald? <laughs> he was the half-brother and immediate successor of a man named Silken Thomas Fitzgerald who was executed in 1537 for leading an uprising against King Henry VIII His name was Silken his name was Thomas but he he got the nickname Silken Thomas and it was something about like when they were doing their whole rebellion something about Silken flags I can't remember I looked it up He didn't gain it while he was doing a stint as an exotic dancer, because that's what it sounds like. He did not know. Mm. This is after. (laughs) So, as his name implies, the Wizard Earl was better known for his supposed magical powers. He was apparently fascinated with alchemy and had allegedly dabbled in the black arts. There's always one brother who's, like, the big warrior and then the one who has a wizard's (laughs) robe. is the creepy goth brother, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, according to legend, the the wizard earl had the power to transmogrify into birds and other animals, a talent that his wife Mabel begged him to demonstrate for her. Uh, One day, he finally acquiesced, warning his wife that if she showed any fear, he would vanish forever. Because that's how magic works. It it is. If you uh, see it being done, then they disappear. That's why you never see it. Exactly. Uh, So with Mabel in agreement, he transformed into a blackbird and perched on her shoulder, uh, only to run afoul, pun intended, Uh. of a passing black cat. (laughs) (laughs) So as the cat leapt toward the bird, Mabel swooned, fearing that her bird husband was about to be killed and eaten. Uh, When she awoke a few moments later, both the bird and the cat were gone, and the wizard Earl was never seen again. She is useless. In an emergency. <laughs> you see something happen, you don't just, like, grab the cat, you fucking pass out. Useless. In reality, it's likely the Earl died while being held at the Tower of London on charges of treason. That was kind of his family's whole thing. Uh, but the legend does remain, and it's said that every seven years, on the seventh day of the seventh month, the Earl returns to Kilke Castle as a ghostly rider on an equally ghostly horse. So every July 7th? Yes. Okay. Uh, in July of 1984, a couple walking through the graveyard on the grounds reported seeing a man on horseback riding towards the castle before it disappearing into thin air. Uh, so by that calculation, the Wizard Earl will appear in, in next in July of 2026 if anyone wants to book their vacation in advance. Because this is a travel episode. We could do a girl's trip. <laughs> uh, there are a few other ghosts at Kilke. Um, there's a young girl who supposedly haunts the upstairs hallway outside a room that was once a nursery. Guests have mm-hmm. heard her laughter and footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, others have seen the ghost of a little boy and his nanny on one of the staircases, as well as a woman in a flowing white dress that is often seen in the castle courtyard. All standard issue ghosts. Like I said, I think each yeah. castle comes with one. <laughs> Every castle has at least two spooky children, a woman in a white dress or and, a red dress. And a governess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Our next is uh, Ross Castle. And my additional source for this one is rosscastle.com. Very good. Ross Castle. Is a fifteenth century tower located on the shore of Loch Lean in what is now Killarney National Park. It is kind of it's on the border of, border of County Kerry and County Meath. It is also known as being one of the last castles to surrender to Oliver Cromwell's army. Yeah, I fuck told that him, guy. See him again. The original inhabitants of the castle were the chiefs of Clan O'Donoghue, and there is a legend that the that the founding O'Donoghue himself keeps watch over the castle from the waters of Loch Lean. He's got his own second castle underwater. What I don't. I don't know. This is what I've been told. Much like the Wizard Earl of Kilke, it is rumored that O'Donohue emerges from the waters of the loch every seven years on the first day of May. Slightly different days. Uh, But he is accompanied by his very own spirit band. Love it. And if you manage to catch sight of of him, as said, you will enjoy good fortune for as long as you live. Love it. When are we going? (laughs) I honestly want to do just like a whistle-stop tour of haunted Irish castles. This is also... I don't think it's open now, but this is also a B and B. I'm definitely picturing him accompanied by like high school marching band. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. I pictured like a lot of guys with like lutes and. Mm, yeah, then no, that one makes more sense than than mine. <laughs> Uh, so, another ghost ghost rumored to haunt Ross Castle is Sabina, and she was the daughter of Richard Nugent, who was an English lord who controlled the castle in the mid-16th century. Uh, Dick Nugent? Literally. Uh, he's otherwise known as the Black Baron. He was not known to be a particularly nice man, uh, but his daughter was beautiful and well-liked by the villagers who lived nearby. Mm-hmm. So, Sabina would often go on walks through the Irish countryside and along the shores of the loch, uh, and it was on one of these occasions that she met a young man named Orwin, whose father was chieftain of the local O'Reilly clan. I can see where this one's going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole affair was doomed from the start, of course, but that didn't stop them from falling madly in love with each other, and they continued to meet in secret and eventually decided to elope. This is going to sound very familiar. Their plan was to escape by boat across the lock, and uh, much like Mave's escape from Dunlu's castle, this ended badly. Almost exactly as badly, in fact, a sudden storm came up, and the boat was overturned. Just walk away. Just take take a horse. <laughs> so Sabina was rescued, but Orwin drowned in the waters of Loughlin. Um, and upon a learning of his death, Sabina fell into a deep despair. She locked herself in the castle's tower for once oh. uh, and refused to eat or drink. Eventually, she fell into a deep sleep from which she would never wake. Some of us call that uh, dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, visitors to Ross, which, as I mentioned, has operated as a Bnb, and b have sighted Sabina's spirit wandering the halls of the castle or heard her wailing as they've explored the grounds. Lots of just wailing women. I guess it is Ireland. It's wind, Sarah. It's wind. They're old castles. There's lots of crevices to make wind whistle. <laughs> this is why I laugh, especially about like Dunn like on stormy nights, you can hear her wail. You mean like on the nights when the wind's really bad? Funny how that works. We I live in a fucking apartment in the middle of a city, and if it gets too windy, I hear wailing. Our next castle is Malahide Castle, which is in County Dublin. Uh, my additional sources are Malahide Castle and Garden's website and AuthenticVacations.com. Oh, good, because you don't want a fake vacation. You don't want, like, a total <laughs> recall vacation. Uh, The land on which the village of Malahide and its castle now sits, which is about 30 minutes north of Dublin, uh, was gifted to a knight named Sir Richard Talbot by King Henry II in 1185. A lot of Richards. Lots of Richard, lots of Dicks, lots of Henrys. (laughs) Uh, The oldest parts of the castle date back to the same time period, uh, though it has obviously undergone a number of additions, renovations, and fortifications in the last 900 years or so. Uh, the castle would continue to be home to the Talbot family for a majority of the next 800 years, broken only for a decade or so after it was seized by... Fuck that guy! <sighs> Oliver Cromwell in 1649, or at least his forces. I don't know if he was actually there. Oh, What's he going to do with all those castles? <laughs> so there are a number of ghosts aso- associated with Malahide Castle. Uh, there is a ghost of a man in a full suit of armor who is believed to be Miles Corbett, who was gifted the castle by Cromwell after it was captured in 1649. That name sounds so familiar. Miles Corbett? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It might just be one of those names. Yeah. Uh, So locally, at least, no one was a fan of Corbett. He attempted to outlaw Catholicism and even attacked a nearby abbey. And this is Ireland. No one's going to like that. Uh, so, after Cromwell's death, he was sentenced to death by the newly reinstated monarchy and was hung, drawn, and quartered, uh, which probably explains why his ghost, when sighted, is said to break into four separate pieces. No! Like T.D.K. from the Suicide Squad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, there's also a mysterious white lady, of course, standard issue. A uh, l- lady in a white dress or just someone named, like, Joan? Just a lady in a white dress. Just a lady in a white dress, like, holding a latte up in one of the turrets. <laughs> uh, she's been sighted walking the halls of the castle at night. Um, the woman herself is unidentified, but her description matches that of a woman depicted in one of the portraits hanging in the Great Hall. So it's said that she actually steps out of the picture as she goes to her, well, you know, along her nightly walk. She lives in the painting. Damn. It's kind of cool, actually. That's a fun, just additional little detail. Haunted paintings are my favorite genre of of ghost story. Uh, There's also the ghost of Walter Hussey, Lord (laughs) (laughs) Galtrim. Lord Hussey. Who fell in love with... A woman named Maud Plunkett, who was the daughter of the Baron of Colleen, the two were to be wed on the grounds of Malahide Castle. But Lord Galtrim was ambushed by his rival on the way to the ceremony, or slightly after, depending on the story you hear. Uh, he was stabbed in the side and later died. His ghost is known to gesture to this wound when he is sighted. Uh, Maud Plunkett did not stay a widow long, and in fact went on to marry her late husband's rival, which is, may explain why Lord Galtrim is still hanging around and is apparently so miserable. This marriage didn't last long either, and Maude would go on to marry a third time to a Lord Chief Justice, who is unnamed. Probably for his own safety, I guess. <laughs> uh, so by this time, Maude had become um, apparently pretty possessive and insecure. Uh, the two were known to fight frequently, and their spirits are still seen at Malahide today with Maude chasing her husband around the halls of the castle. Also oh, the opposite of high spirits, where the main character also had the last name Plunkett. Yeah. Well, might, be a, might be inspired by that. Who knows? It might also be a common name in Ireland. <laughs> uh, so the most well-known ghost of Malahide might be Puck, who was a night watchman from the 15th century, uh, who had a fondness for drink and often entertained the family as a jester. <laughs> it is said that he hanged himself in the minstrel's gallery after falling asleep at his post one night. Um, there are other stories that he was found stabbed through the heart and that with his dying breath, he vowed to haunt the castle forever. So one of those two. One of them. Uh, Puck has been cited in many different parts of the castle, including the minstrel's gallery and the tower room in which he lived. He has also materialized in several photo- photographs, most recently in 1976, when the castle was in the be- was in the process of being sold to the Irish state, and its contents were being auctioned off. So I'm assuming they were, like, going around, like, documenting the things for sale? Yeah. They wanted to make sure they had a full list of the goods available. Yeah. Uh, so Lizzo... That Lizzo, the Lizzo, uh, may have also encountered Puck when she performed at Malahide in 2019. I don't know why my ghost star- my ghost stories continue to feature weird cameos of yeah, famous who's pop stars. Who was the last one? Ari- Ariana Grande. Uh, right. It was like it's either her or Selena Gomez, but I feel like Selena Gomez is probably more down to earth. Yeah so according to an interview she did with an irish radio station this is a quote, direct quote uh he took my phone and he put it in my dancer's pocket it was so crazy they looked all over the castle for it then we called it and it was in my dancer's pocket outside she was like how did it get in here it happened after i knocked on his door oh there's a lot to unpack there Sarah. um
1: <laughs> lizzo yeah, has I got, been
0: haunted by this ghost i don't know what to tell yeah, you yeah i got nothing i got nothing i'm not gonna disprove lizzo like i'm not stupid. you know and here's the thing like I don't not believe her. I don't... I trust her. Yeah. That's a w- fucking wild thing to make up, too. I mean... <laughs> yeah, okay. I... Sure. I fu- fully believe it. <laughs> Our next castle is Clifton Castle. Um, and I got some additional information here from the website Visit Galway. Uh, so Clifton Castle is located just outside the town of Clifton in County Galway. And it is a fairly recent castle in that it was built in, like, 1812 and not 1100. So it's more of a palace... Yeah, it's more yeah, it's more of a manor house really. Okay. But it's built in the Gothic Revival style, so it's got like a rounded tower, it's got the turrets, it, it looks like a castle. It was just built slightly later. Okay. Uh so it was constructed by John Darcy, whose estate originally covered over seventeen thousand acres. That's a lot. It's a lot. Of, yeah, Seems it's a lot of land. Uh, so, following his death in eighteen thirty nine, the estate was inherited by his oldest son Hyacinth. Who's <laughs> apparently no, so? No, 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 no. A boy named Hyacinth. We're going to talk. They about They named this the boy s- Hyacinth. To be fair, they were an English family in the eighteen hundreds. It's still the name. And of we f- extra wow. fancy. Mm. I, I don't disagree with you, but I, I, I do picture them as being like very foppish. I mean, in my head, he's just wearing a house coat and a hat that kind of looks like a cake, and (laughs) he's got cats. Uh, Dear Hyacinth, our dear boy, uh, was so bad at being a business boy that he bankrupted his whole family. Uh, In his defense, uh, the Great Famine, which struck in 1845, was not helping matters. So, as the potato crop failed... Many of the family's tenants began to emigrate. Those left behind were facing starvation. They couldn't pay rent. Like, they just could not pay rent. They had to pay rent? Uh, Oh, yeah. that's I'm fuzzy on how the whole system works, but I think essentially the whole idea of these big English and Irish estates was, like, all the land was owned by someone in the aristocracy, and then, like, they would rent the land farmers to farm, and some of... That And they would also, like, pay rent, and I think probably some of it went to the estate. Like I said, I'm fuzzy on how that whole system worked, but that's... This is what I have gathered from Brontë Downton Abbey. (laughs) I've done no research into this. If someone has a clearer idea, please let us know. My only reference to how, like, Ireland works is High Spirits and the four episodes of Dairy Girls that I've watched, so... I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not quite the same context. But no. Yeah. So in September 1845, Darcy's desperate tenants gathered en masse on the lawn in front of Clifton Castle, begging for work or food. But there was none to be had of either. Uh, and many of them, it is said, died right there on the castle grounds. So Clifton Castle was put up for sale and re- later fallen to ruin. Today, it is nothing more than like a stone shell overgrown with ivy. It is so dramatic. Honestly, a lot of these castles are. Uh, so I couldn't actually, like, find the specific stories, but I wanted to feature this because it was, like, at least it wasn't the same, like, lady in a white dress, spooky kids, woman who died in a boat. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the ghosts that are believed to have haunted the castle are the spirits of those who suffered during the famine. Oh, that's sad, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lady in white among them. There usually is. But, yeah, that, that struck me as a very unique Haunted castle. It's a nice break from tradition. Yeah. Our last castle, Lemana Castle, County Clare. Uh, my additional sources for this are Abandoned Ireland. So Lamanna is Lamanna? 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 Sure. Lamanna. No, Lamanna. <laughs> Cut all this out. <laughs> I don't know if I will. I literally wrote it down. So Lamanna Castle, located in the Burren, County Clare. And if you've never been to the Burren, it's this really cool, like, like it's just kind of a weird kind of area where a lot of it is covered in like these gray rocks and like the kind of grass just kind of peaks up in between it. It's very cool. Look at pictures. Uh, so this is County Clare. Uh, it was originally built as a tower house in the 15th century, uh, likely by Turlough O'Brien, who was one of the last high kings of Ireland and a direct descendant of the legendary Brian Boru. So the O'Briens will later surrender the castle along with their royal status to King Henry VIII. I think that, the Eighth. Like the idea one. was. <laughs> oh yeah that one you know the one the one with all the wives in the heads being cut off yes and that one the giant open wound that lasted like what 30 years that guy yeah uh so i believe like the arrangement was like they would you know swear their allegiance to king henry the eighth he would let them keep their land and they would you know they would at least get to be english nobles and not like completely deposed. Man, stuff was working great. So, in 1648, (laughs) Connor O'Brien built a four-story mansion house alongside the original tower, Uh, but it was actually his wife, Mary Mary McMahon, whose money paid for the renovations. Uh, She had apparently inherited quite a good fortune following the death of her first husband, Daniel O'Neillan. I thought women couldn't have inheritances. I, I honestly don't know. I know the laws vary from place to place. Fair enough. So... That's This is what the legend says. <laughs> I'm okay. going to go with the legend. So, more commonly known as Mary Rua, a Red Mary, uh, she is someone of a legendary figure in Irish folklore. She was known for her fiery red hair as well as her reputation for brutality. Sounds dope. She's a fun lady. So, according to legend, any male servant who was unlucky enough to offend her would be hung by his neck from the castle tower, while any female servant would have their breasts cut off before being hung by her hair. Shit. Yeah. Why didn't, she, why didn't she hang the guys by their nuts if she's going to be chopping <laughs> boobs off? This is like, why why, ha, why do you have to do the extra bullshit to the women? Like, string them up by their dick. Just hang them. <laughs> yeah. When Connor O'Brien died fighting Cromwell's forces in 1651, uh, she immediately put on her best dress and set off in her carriage for Limerick. Uh, there she declared she would marry any willing Cromwellian officer as long as she was able to retain her lands and estates. Fair enough. Uh, and she was, sw- Yeah. I, I can't blame her. Go go for it, lady. Yeah. Uh she was soon wed to a man named Captain Cooper. Uh their marriage, it seems, was not a particularly happy one. It was not long lasting either. Uh just days after the wedding, Captain Cooper just happened to fall from a third story window in the middle of an argument with his new bride. You know, like you do, just falling and out of windows. Sometimes it happens. It is sad, though not necessarily documented, that Red Mary would go on to marry another 25 times <laughs> to men who had a truly unfortunate tendency of dying mysterious and violent deaths. Interesting. I bet it had nothing to do with her. <laughs> nothing. Nope. Just coincidence after coincidence after coincidence. So many accidents. It's weird. <laughs> so eventually her dark deeds finally caught up with her, and she was captured, shackled, and sealed inside a hollow tree somewhere on the grounds of Lamana. Wait. Where she was left to die of starvation. Did you say sealed inside a tree? Correct. Okay. I guess give her the emotep treatment, whatever. It seems like a lot. I don't disagree. (laughs) I like how you're trying to be diplomatic about the fact that they sealed this woman in a tree. What can I say? It was the 1600s. (laughs) Things were different. (laughs) Her red haired ghost has been sighted walking the grounds of Lamana, accompanied by the sounds of screams and an evil, malicious laughter, which sounds terrifying. That sounds awful, yeah. Uh, Lamana itself fell into ruin towards the end of the 18th century and has stood abandoned ever since. And this is actually the only one you can visit because it's like on private property and like literally they won't let you go to it because it's in such disrepair. Yeah, it seems like a liability. Yeah, probably. So those are seven of the most haunted castles in Ireland, and I deeply want to go back desperately. Maybe I too will return every seven years. That could be fun. I don't know if I'm going to make it to 2024, but no, that seems like it's a, a nice long time. time. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of women in white and and children, and both of which are very terrifying. So I don't think I would want to encounter any of these. Go- Maybe the guy with the band. Yeah, no, I I do want to see that. That sounds like it slaps. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with not seeing any of the other ones, though. Sounds like a lot of sad women. Yeah, it's funny how that happens. I do want to see the guy that breaks into four pieces, because I do need to know how that physically works. I picture it as literally, like, I, where are like, the split lines? Yeah, so, like, right, you know, long ways, uh-huh. and then, like, midways, and just kind of... So you have I imagine half a head. just kind of like shattering into four pieces. I don't, ex- I don't picture it to be exceptionally gruesome. He just kind of like comes apart in very neat quarters. But yeah, that, that's why I was picturing it like TDK from the Suicide Squad, where his arm just kind of like came off. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, and I'm also pretty sure like drawn and quartered, you don't get cut specifically those ways. I think you do get limbs cut off. I can't remember exactly. Hold on. Hold on. This, this is important. I need to know if like one side gets the head or if the head is cut in half, or I feel like yeah, look it up i've I've been told this before I don't remember it off the top. Um well, I'm looking at a medieval painting and it looks like this guy is just tied by each limb to some horses, so I guess they you just kind of separate where you separate. Oh, oh yeah, that does make sense. No don't like thinking about that. No, no, it's not great. So I guess you just kind of break into the four pieces that you break into, so there's not like... It's not like butchering a, a hog. <laughs> yeah. I imagine there are limbs coming off, since that's just where the connections are yeah, the I think weakest. You're, you're, it's less you'd cut, be in four pieces, and more your limbs would become detached from your torso, so you'd just be like a torso, and then your limbs are there. Yeah. Well, anyway, um... That's that's a gruesome note to end this episode on, that it is spooky season, so if you've ever been drawn and quartered uh, you can tell us about it on uh twitter and instagram at afternoonified you can also email us about it at uh at gmail at gmail.com you can go to get com to uh donate look at past episodes um buy merch all that fun stuff remember to rate subscribe review and uh i don't know we'll see you next time happy halloween bye bye we love you love the bachelor franchise ah the romance the adventure the drama but do you also kind of hate the bachelor franchise oh yeah the sexism the racism the intense heteronormativity of it all here at date card we're just two obsessed queerdos who love to dissect talk shit and get blocked by problematic contestants yeah we're here for the good the bad and the chad of it all you can find us on Soblo media itunes and spotify please Please accept this rose. rose